Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Wait a second. Children of all ages? Isn't this show rated explicit? If that doesn't sound right, we're going to be using a lot of adult no-no words. Ladies and gents, we're proud to present to you the Spinning Our Gears podcast. As a reminder, the issues, views, and opinions discussed in this podcast are those of the co-hosts and their guests and do not reflect those of any department, agency, city, municipality, state, or country. All stories, characters, and individuals discussed on the podcast should be considered fictional for entertainment value, especially if there's any Blue Falcons listening in. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't like it, hit the big X and find something else. Otherwise, without further ado, here are your hosts, Turk and Swagger. I just hate stupid people. (laughs) They should have to wear signs and just say, I'm stupid. That way you wouldn't rely on them, would you? You wouldn't ask them anything. Be like, excuse me. Oh, never mind. I didn't see your sign. Welcome back, everyone, to the Spinning Our Gears podcast. I'm Turk. He's Swagger. Together, we're just a couple of guys spinning our gears. Swagger, what you doing, buddy? Not a lot, man. What are you up to? Oh, struggling to talk. (laughs) Y'all at home, don't, don't adjust your listening devices. That is Turk talking right now. Got a case of the laryngitis. Y'all just sit on back and let me serenade you with my Barry Manilow voice. <laughs> so we, we had to do this today instead of yesterday because you couldn't talk at all. Right. Like, it it would have um, been useless. <laughs> no, yeah, it would have been a podcast of swagger talking and, and faint whispers in the background that no one could understand. <laughs> Whispering sweet nothings into your ears. <laughs> yeah. Ladies, don't uh, don't fall in love. I'm already taken. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> we kind of discussed this, but Swagger, we're we're international now. Did you know that? I, I did know that. That's pretty Yeah, sweet, we've got... Allegedly. Well, we've got listeners in Canada that I can confirm. What's up, Canucks? <laughs> and uh, apparently, we either have... Li- we might have some listeners in Russia, okay? And if this is true, I'd like to say privet. <laughs> However, I think... There's probably a good chance that maybe, maybe someone's using a VPN and trying to spy on us like the Russians would do. The funny thing about that is you're not hearing anything you wouldn't hear if you just came out and grew a pair and listened to us and used your own profile. Ooh, man, there's some like espionage shit in that. I think so. Seems kind of like the Ukrainian-Russian conflict right now. A little bit. Oh, interesting. Well, you know, I mean... That's weird how that works, isn't it? Weird how it's happening on the home front. Yeah, interesting stuff. Just like also, you know, lack of uh, lack of trust in some stuff. The mainstream media nowadays. I mean, you can't yeah. get one story correct from any television. You know, where you're, whether it's, uh, you know, the difference of opinion or whatever on different, you know, uh, networks. I mean, it's like somebody just told me the freaking truth. Like, truth is, truth is the money, man. Truth is right. the money. Right. You, you start following all this other stuff on social media or anything like that. And it's all just different. But one of the one of the truthful videos that I watched recently was uh, Angry Cops. You've seen that? I have seen him. He's hilarious. Dude, that dude, man, I've watched several of his videos. He's on YouTube and he is hysterical. He has this one that just came out kind of like to kind of gets talking about Ukraine and Russia and the, the whole conflict going on over there. So it's a, it's a little light into the uh the circumstances which is definitely a dark time obviously there's a lot mm-hmm. of worry in the world but it's a good laugh it's like six minutes long it's definitely worth your time so um if you got the time to get out and watch youtube and 
uh, when you're sitting in your squad car, definitely log into Angry Angry Cops and watch his video. Uh, he's not plugging us in any way at this point. We just wanted to to get his name out there and you know kind of follow along with that. Well, and if uh, if there is someone from Russia listening, I do apologize for the little rant. Maybe you can use the Spinning Our Gears podcast as a political diplomat, and we can find a way to solve some problems for you. <laughs> yeah, we have to now. We just got to bring in the Ukrainian counterpart here and well, bring them together. We'll do maybe, more than Joe Biden. Oh dang! Uh, <laughs> maybe we will be recording next week on location. Well, that would be interesting. Someone would have to fly us out there, though. <laughs> yeah. And do we get a free AK? You know, that's that's what it sounds like. They're just handing out AKs over there, left and right. And I would take an AK. Well. I don't know that I would trust a Russian AK. No, 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 no. I'd probably blow up on you. Maybe an American-made AK. Yeah, absolutely. Always buy an America. Well, the, the absolutely. USA all the time. Absolutely. Do you want to? You said you wanted to cover something just real quick before we dive in. Do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to address the the mainstream media? The, uh, well, the elephant in the room, uh, <laughs> or the dog in the room, uh, who's not actually in the room. She's sleeping right now, and she's not a dog. But uh, <laughs> I made reference to my wife being a pit bull, and she took a little bit of an offense to that. And I was actually saying that as a compliment. I know. Uh, you I, you know that. But I was just, you know, kind of letting our viewers uh, know that, uh, you know, most cop wives are like, you know, attack dogs. You know, they will defend you tooth and nail. Um, and that's all I was going for there. So I hope this is a good apology to her, and I hope everybody gets a good laugh out of it. I'm just glad I didn't get that phone call that I was afraid I was going to get. Well, you know, it got it got turned on me, and uh, I deflected. And it on you, so. <laughs> I, I didn't took, hear anything. I didn't hear anything from my wife either. So that's good. I took yeah. the rounds, man. I I, I jumped okay. on the grenade, and you know, and it is what it is. So did you sleep in the doghouse? I did. Yes. Oh man, I'm sorry. And it's cold. And, sorry to uh, hear that. So I know. It is. Well, what it is. we we covered we talked about that last episode. We're we're kind of circling back around a couple episodes ago i had my my little rant and we talked about the eap and or the eap was brought up in that and the next episode i was letting everyone know that a fan had reached out to me and told me their experience with the eap and that they might be writing me a letter and that letter actually came through Uh, i think what i'm going to do because my voice is so shot right now uh, i'm gonna let my voice recover a little bit it is a long letter i'm gonna cut over this episode and i'll just i'll plug that letter in but we do have it in like i said it's a little bit longer um and i don't know that my voice is going to hold up reading out loud so we we've got that coming and you'll hear that right now wow what a segue that was we didn't promise you guys this podcast was going to get any better we just promised you more content anyway my voice is doing a little bit better so i wanted to read you this letter a little bit lengthy but i think it's very important tells one of our listener stories goes into their experience with the EAP, goes into their success story, really. And I'm always one that if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm right, I'm right. If I'm in the middle, I'm in the middle. I have no problem admitting that. I have no problem getting called out. And I want to make sure that the right information is out there. So as part of my responsibility and as part of Swagger's responsibility of this podcast is to get some of the correct information out there and and to give options out there. So without further ado, here's the letter that we got. It says, hello there, spinning our gears. First, I've always wanted to say this. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. Not sure who's going to get that joke, but for those younger officers out there, back in the day, there were these things called radio shows 
and talk shows, and people would call in and use that line. Anyway, back to the letter. I'd like to congratulate you two on your podcast. I listen to all your episodes now and being able to have fun and poke fun with police work and discuss some serious yet crucial topics to law enforcement are most definitely needed. Congratulations on the Roll Call Room podcast appearance too. I've been listening to that podcast for quite a while. I wanted to reach out to you to discuss something that was said in episode four, Dirty Birdies. At the beginning of the episode, you brought up law enforcement and mental health. I've been in law enforcement for a little bit now, and when I first started, mental health was never mentioned. It was just assumed that everyone would cowboy up and shake it off and move on. Cope however you wanted to, or needed to, then strap on the gun belt and go back to work. In 2022, the same thing is happening, but I think some officers have started to realize that mental health wellness is very important. Usually that is to no help from their agency, but from outside sources pushing it. Although there are a few agencies out there now, destigmatizing mental health and actually working hard to get their officers or first responders help when it is most important before it gets too bad. I wanted to talk about the EAP, or otherwise known as the Employee Assistance Program, in my experience. Turk, you made a comment about EAP, which was EAP is not a solution, it's a bridge to a solution. Although there is some truth to that, folks need to be aware that it can be a solution as well. I wanted to give a little insight into my experience and the EAP that is available to the officers I work with. I'd been in police work for over a decade, and when the first vision, flashback, memory recall, recollection, or whatever you want to call it occurred, and it really hit me out of nowhere. I'm not sure what triggered it or why it happened, but I didn't like that it was happening. It became sights, sounds, and smells of traumatic events I had responded to throughout my police career. Some I hadn't thought about in many years. Some I hadn't even thought about since they occurred. But they now became front and center in my head. These would wake me up at night, hit me while driving around on patrol, walking through Walmart, sitting in my living room. There was no reason why, where, and when they occurred. Sometimes they would stay in my head for a few seconds or minutes, and sometimes they would constantly run in my head for hours or the whole day. And the number of memories kept increasing too. They'd just play in my head repeatedly. I struggled with this for over a year. I didn't really want to be around people, friends, or family. When these would occur and last for a period of time, it became unbearable for my family to be around me and me to be around them. I was a jerk and withdrawn, short and snippy. I didn't give a fuck about anything, and I really didn't give a fuck if I hurt your feelings or not. It would definitely take a toll on my family life, my work life, my work relationships, as well as my work performance. They were all suffering. After a year of dealing with these, the memory recalls were happening at a rate that I could not control at this point. I couldn't slow them down or stop them. I didn't know how to, and I wasn't very big on getting any help for it. I didn't trust the cops or administration I worked with to support me if I asked for help or back me if and when they found out I was getting help. So I continued to cope with them the best that I could. Unfortunately, that was usually with a drink or several drinks. One afternoon in the summer, during an argument with my wife, she once again made a very direct comment that I needed help. I finally reached out to the EAP office that our city had designated for us. The fans out there, sorry, apparently I'm not a very good reader. I should probably go back to seventh grade. Back to the letter. I made my first appointment and reluctantly went. It was an awkward appointment, but I was blessed with a therapist who seemed to care, and I genuinely felt like she wanted to help me. I had a few appointments with her and felt like Through different meditation techniques, mindfulness training, and other means, I was able to slow down the frequency and the flashbacks or stop them as they started to occur. My wife even joined me at one session, and my therapist and I were able to share with her some of the details about what was happening in my head and why and how I was learning to cope and handle with them. My wife knew I was suffering. She just didn't know how bad. One night, my wife watched a documentary, and when I came home that night, she was a sobbing mess on the floor. She looked at me, looked at the TV, She then said, this is you, 
Everything about this is you. I also watched it, and I couldn't have agreed with her more. The documentary is called Code 9, Officer Needs Assistance. If you're in law enforcement, a first responder, or a spouse of one, please find this documentary and watch it. Last I knew, you could find it on Amazon Prime. They also have a website I encourage you to visit, www.thecode9project.org. It may be too late for this, but to make a much longer story short, what I thought would be one to two, maybe three, four, or even five visits to the EAP ended up being five years and two months of almost two visits per month. Sometimes I would have three visits a month, but usually two. The number of visits dwindled to one every four to five weeks in the last year or so. My therapist was also very good at not scheduling anyone after me. This is because those one-hour sessions sessions easily became two hours. There were even a few that lasted longer than that. The one thing about EAP is usually your employer limits the number of visits you and or your family can receive in a year. I was very shocked when I found out the city that I worked for only allowed for three visits a year to EAP. Three a year. I'd also learned later in the process that a factory in our same town allowed for 10 visits a year for their employees. So, three visits for cops and firemen who see shit in their career that no person should ever see, and 10 visits a year for a factory worker who is having a stressful day on the production line. Something's wrong there. Terribly wrong. My therapist let me in on a little trick about this, though. If an employer pays for three visits per year per employee, and they employ 200 people, that is 600 visits they pay for every year. My therapist has said that she has never had a company that used all of its visits each year for all of its employees. What she did for me, and has done for others, is contact HR and tell them, hey, I'm treating one of your officers, they've used all three of their visits, and to be honest, this is going to take some more visits. HR would then authorize another six visits, for example. Then my therapist would reach out again and ask again. Not once was my name ever given to HR, nor was she ever asked who the employee was. She was also never denied any additional visits for me. Advocate for yourself, or make sure your therapist advocates for you to get additional visits, if you cannot afford them. Did EAP work for me? Was it a solution for me? Yes, it was. It wasn't easy, and it required a lot of work and honesty on my part. And that wasn't easy either. Cops are not honest about their feelings. It is who we are. It has been ingrained in our culture since the academy, especially if you've, ev- if you've been around for a while. You put on your stone or cop face and you work through it. The best advice I can give is this. It really boils down to are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to be honest about what is going on in your personal life, your work life, in your head, and with your emotions? It won't happen on the first visit. It might not happen on the seventh visit. But if you can keep chipping away and back at those layers so you can get to a point where you are honest, there is hope that you can work through things. Don't settle for who is assigned to be your therapist if you're not happy with them. If you're not feeling it by the end of the second visit, ask for another one. Ask for someone who has worked with a lot of first responders. Is it an awkward conversation? Well, probably yes. But this is about you, not them. If you get your hair butchered by a barber, do you go back to the same barber? Sure as hell hope not. The same applies to your therapist who is giving you life advice and coping skills and potentially saving your life. Also, practice what they teach you. If it's meditation or breathing techniques or whatever it may be, practice it. As Turk mentioned, it is a lot like the oil in your car. It is continued maintenance that absolutely needs to be done. You cannot afford to let the maintenance slip. The consequences are way worse for you. If you have a labor union, I suggest fighting to have it added to your contract for more than three EAP visits a year. Or at a minimum, have your union leaders ask HR if there is a union member that needs more visits. 
Are they available to them at no cost? And lastly, if you aren't having any issues now, just know that it can happen out of the blue and be prepared. It can happen to people that you think it may never happen to. Honestly thought I had my shit squared away and my head screwed on fucking tight. One day, one trip, one image. That was all it took that popped up in my head and later led to another and another and another. Don't neglect these feelings or occurrences. Recognize them and address them right away. Check on those you work with, especially after a critical incident. Ask your coworkers how they're doing. Lend a hand or an ear to them. If nothing else, let them know you are available if they ever need to talk. Be genuine about it. Don't be the rumor king or queen at your agency. Do your best to squash that shit within your shift or in your agency. Because nobody will ever want to come forward to talk or share if they're having problems, feeling down, or suicidal. If everyone around them is running their fucking mouth. I'm going to step away here. Could not agree more. A suggestion that I've always given is if you know someone's going through some shit, whether it is emotional, mental, physical, relationship, problems with the PD or sheriff's office, whatever it is, don't go to them looking for details. Just let them know that you're available if they need you. You also have to follow through with that. You can't tell them that and then go looking for details later. People who are going through stuff are experiencing questions from everyone. Text messages, phone calls, in person. Everyone wants to know what's going on. But everyone wants to know all of the gritty little details to tell rumors and and gossip. So if you are looking to help people around you, you have to be honest and sincere. And you have to offer help to them sometimes without having details. Back to the letter. EAP can work. It can be more than a bridge to the solution. It can be the solution. It takes work. It takes honesty. And the hardest thing for me and other cops in general is it takes recognition that maybe you do have a problem, especially if your loved ones or others are telling it to you more than once. Put your ego off to the side. Realize you're human. You're allowed to have emotions. You're allowed to be sad and mad. And you're also allowed the right to get well and be well. Turk and Swagger, thanks for putting some humor into my week throughout your podcast. Thanks for touching on this taboo topic within law enforcement. I wish you success and hope you continue to do great things with spinning our gears. Be safe. Best regards. Not Steve. Tell you what, I couldn't put it any better. I am humbled and honored that this person reached out to us, that they were willing to tell us a little bit about their story, and that we were able to put that out to all of our listeners. I hope that if any of this rings true with you, if any of this rings true to any of our listeners, they're noticing some of the same similarities. Please do the same thing that this listener did, that this not Steve listener did, and get help. Get help for yourself. If you need assistance finding help, you can reach out to us. You can reach out to friends. You can reach out to the EAP. This listener had a very good experience with the EAP. If you go to the EAP and you feel like it's not going well, like they said, request a different therapist. Request different resources. But most importantly, do not give up. Continue getting help for yourself. We're all in this together, and we're all looking out for one another. There are many, many, many resources available to you. If you cannot find them yourself, like I said, reach out to us and we'll get you the help. I hope this letter brought a little clarification to what the EAP can and cannot do. I hope that it may have opened the eyes to some people who are a little bit hesitant. And I hope that, again, if there's anyone out there that needs help, they reach out and get it. Now that I've butchered this letter for the past 10 minutes, back to the show. And then uh, we also got some more fan mail, which I thought was pretty cool. It's been kind of humbling. We've had 
several people reached out to us. There's there's a guy, we'll call him we'll call him Joe, just so we're not using real names. Reached out to us on Instagram. He said, Love the show, boys. I'm a 19-year vet with a young mind. You are our future and a breath of fresh air. And I responded back saying, Thanks, man. Where are you from? Just let them know how awesome the responses have been and that we promise we take this thing seriously. He told us that he says, I'm from Jersey, where my career started and finishing out in Texas as command staff with a twist. He says, changes needed within rank and file so our generation can carry this torch without the badge being so fucking heavy. Could not agree more. He said, there's a lot of issues that we deal with in this generation running the show now. That There were a lot of people that have faked it to the top and were never real street, cop, never real street cops and are completely clueless. He says that he's hard to change. He's working hard to change that. It's his mission, and I'll see where it takes him. Told us to keep doing what we're doing and stay the course. I said, you just keep us keep us uh, uh, respectfully in check. And he said, absolutely. So very That's good awesome. to hear. Very good to hear back from somebody and, and to know that <clears throat> we're not the only ones that have this ideology. And and hopefully things are going to change even across the country. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. I mean, thanks to Joe. And, you know, I think you said he's in a, in a leadership role down there. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's that's a breath of fresh air right there. Right. Absolutely. So that's, you know, that's he's not the first uh first person that's in or has been in leadership roles that's reached out to us and talked to no. us about what we're doing. Um and what, you know, other podcasts have, are doing um to try to help correct the issue within. So mm -hmm. so that's awesome that he reached out to us and uh and has said those nice things. And he's not the only one we've had we've had a few people reach out to us, but yeah. that was kind of one with the most meat to it. Um sans the the letter that i'm going to be reading and and patching in here my voice holds up so awesome yeah so what uh what's spinning your gears this week uh, gosh dang it why do i keep doing that well, it's, I like I, it's like i don't know my own fucking name or know your name what's your name yeah what's your name bitch <laughs> rick james <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> oh man swagger so, what yo. is spinning your gears this week <laughs> Well, I kind of want to touch base on uh, things that, uh, you know, that people say to us, you know, just the, the general public or or so forth. You kind of want to elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, Your man. Idea. Yeah, we had this idea pop up and just some of the, the silly things that we hear. And it's kind of weird how the general consensus amongst law enforcement across the country is it's the same stuff. It seems like I don't know if these people are hearing it on TV and then just repeating it or what. But I figured, being that my voice is kind of, well, kind of shitty right now, we kind of do this Letterman style, and we just made lists, um, kind of separated for the week. Had the idea, uh, Swagger made a list, I made a list, and I figured we just kind of read them off one by one, and and kind of figure out what our our responses to those those things are. That sounds great, man. This is gonna be awesome because I think a lot of a lot of cops are gonna resonate with this. They're gonna. They're going to be like, yep, this happens in every yep. single community across this country. Yep. And probably in Canada. As long as they probably speak English, in I'm yeah. sure, sure that's what's going on. I'm, I'm thinking that uh, it happens probably not in Russia, but wherever a VPN is being used. Yeah. So. Well, you know, in Russia, <laughs> these things would probably end differently. Just saying. Someone would probably lose a hand or something. Yeah, you'd get your hand cut, you know, cut off, so. Maybe that's what we need to start doing. Well, that's probably against uh, the uh, the people's rights. So that was not a threat. Okay. Uh, okay. So whoever is whoever is listening to us and doesn't have the balls to come forward and tell us you're listening to us, that was not a threat. 
that was uh just I, i'm not feeling good we'll just put it we'll we'll, we'll say that okay all right all right and so on that note do the you know what the first one is oh i was do you yeah, want to go or do you want me to go i don't care i want you to go i'm asking the question go oh ahead. my first one was you walk into an establishment and there's a bunch of people around and someone looks over and goes it wasn't me or ah. hey bill they're looking for you <laughs> yeah <sighs> If I could kick someone in the groin legally and have no repercussions, every time I heard this, that person would no longer be able to reproduce. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, so similarly, I, I just put uh, the kind of the different quote, but uh, verbiage for it is that I didn't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, similar to what you said. Do you ever have it when you go to like a, like a family get together and everybody knows you're a cop in your family and they like, you walk into the party and they're all, Oh, cops are here. I didn't do it. No, I don't. Oh. You know, I've got a few in my family that may have actually done it. So, <laughs> so do I. Nothing wrong with them. We still love them. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't get it at home, but it always seems like, like I'm going into a, a gas station to take a leak. Yeah. And that's when it pops up. Or like I know a lot of guys that go into to get their supper and oh, it wasn't me. You're looking for him. Yeah, right. That little Jimmy over there did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah. Yeah. So my next the next one, the one that I have, is that one was kind of piggybacked off of yours, is the the good and infamous one of I pay your salary. Oh yeah. I have yes. that one written down. Yep. Oh dude. Well, and you know, the funny thing about that is, is, you know, in all reality, we as cops pay our own salary. Yes, as well. we do. Yes. Um, you know, we are members of the community and the state. So, you know, we pay taxes, you know, so that, that comment is just asinine and, and, you know, uncalled for really. Cause it's, uh, it's just incompetent. Now, have you ever used that on the person who said it to you? Uh, I actually, I don't know, but I know of some people who have, I, some, I'm not, someone, I, um, someone maybe with the name of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely never, definitely never tossed a quarter at someone and said, well, here, this one's on me. <laughs> I've Ooh. definitely, definitely never said I pay my own salary also. And this one's on me. How, well, how about this one? I love it when. It's someone from an, a, a neighboring township or city, and you see oh, that on their yeah. driver's license, and you go, nope, you pay their salary, not mine, so you might as well go over there and, and get help from them. <laughs> right, yep. Give the uh, give the old village idiot the ride back to his, uh, yep. his town. Yeah. Yep. yep. My next one is, oh, you want a donut? <laughs> yep. Of course I fucking want a donut. They're delicious. Don't fucking tempt me and then not have a donut. That's an arrestable offense, motherfucker. Right. Like, is this, <laughs> this is America, and donuts are fucking awesome. <laughs> Who doesn't want a donut? Like, right. seriously. Now, I will say, I did I did make a uh, a pack with myself, which is kind of funny, uh -huh. that when I went into law enforcement, I thought I said there would be no way that I would eat a donut in uniform. And I think yeah. I've told you this before. Yeah, you have. Yeah, and, I, and I have, I've held true to that. I broke one time and it was like, it was a situation where I'd pulled like a double or something like that and then had extra work on top of that. Oh yeah. And it wasn't like I was out in the public. It was like someone brought breakfast to the PD. And I think I even posted it on Facebook where I was like, well, I just broke the, the stereotype cop in <laughs> uniform eating a donut. 
<laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. Donuts are delicious. Well, they are. I mean, just as long as you're not getting an all over uniform, you're fine. Right. Yep. So, all right. Well, my my next one that I have on here, which I think we're doing good because, you know, we only have – I've only had a couple. But uh, yeah. is uh, the, the great one of is the road closed. Oh, <laughs> I have that one written down. Yep. Yeah. While you're sitting there blocking traffic, you yep. have people that come up to you and ask you that question. Like, no, I'm just standing out here for the good of the world. Right. Like, what, well, I mean, it could be raining, torrential downpour. You're standing out there. There could be a fucking are, car flipped over on fire. Right. Right. Is the road closed. Yeah. Right. It, uh, so the, the part that goes with that is, well, how do I get to so-and-so or how do I get to this place over there? I just live down the street. Yeah. Well, hey. I, how long you lived here for? You know, right. that's the big thing. Like, you don't know another route to get to where you're going. Right. Like, come on. I mean, that's no, di- you know, like, that is legitimately having to herd the cattle. Yes. Like, come like, on. Like, hey, you take a left turn and then three right turns and you're going to be back on this road. <laughs> you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> for any of our civilians listening right now, you want to see idiocy in the world, go direct traffic for five minutes. Yep. It's like they're, it's like a magnet. They flock to you. Especially at a traffic light interchange. Yeah. I mean, those things, it's a, it's a, it's a nightmare. Only well, sons of bitches will just drive around you, even if you're telling them not to. Yeah, they see a green light and you're out there blocking traffic. They're going. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what? I'm standing here for a reason. I've heard some good stories. This is legit, not me. Uh, this is more kind of like back in the day. Apparently, <laughs> when the when the boys carried around a little bigger flashlights, if you disregarded what the officer was saying, you might have had a nice little or big dent in the quarter panel of your car as you passed by. Ooh. Man, <laughs> wouldn't you love to do that? That is, that's some old school law enforcement, right? There. And uh, yeah, well, it wouldn't fly now. Oh God, no, nope. You'd be in deep shit. You uh, well, yeah, you're looking at days off, not fired. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, nope. I had that one written down too. My next one is: Is everything okay? Is everything safe, officer? Which <laughs> yeah. is usually said by a male in his underwear stepping out onto his front porch. As you've got a house surrounded. Yeah. It, it, why are they always in there? It's almost like, you know, why are they always the naked guy? Well, almost. Like, what, right. It's like gonna, it, they heard a noise. Their wife wants them to go check it out and they feel obligated. To, Is everything okay, officer? Like, what are you going to do, bro? Are you going to come over here in your tidy whities and help us out? Probably yeah. not. Nope. Just going to let that one go. Yeah. That's really, nope. <clears throat> but you yeah, know, that, that, you know that they were telling that story to their friends the whole next week. Oh, yeah, they, I went out and helped the officers uh, yep. with whatever issue they had over there. Yep. yep. Yeah, sure you did. Just doing a torch and yelled obscenities at us for an hour. <laughs> told, them, told the bad guy where we were. Like, just shut up and go back inside and watch from your house. Yep. So Go tell your wife you did something, see if she'll give you a blowy, and then go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> oh, man. Side note, she's not going to. <laughs> just go to bed. She's sleepy. <laughs> 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 All right. So my next one is uh, the, the the wonderful people that say uh, they know the chief or their dad's a lawyer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't care who you know. I don't care if your dad's the chief. I don't care if you're the uh, president's kid. Right. You know, I don't. I don't care. Like that's that's irrelevant information to me personally. Press hard. Five copies, bro. Right. 
Like, I, well, and the thing is, you know, working evenings and overnights, like that's when we, oh, it seems like that's the only time we hear that. And it's like, there's no way for me to verify if you know them anyway. So, right. Yep. Like you probably know them because they arrested you back when they were a patrol officer. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the last time you saw them too. Well, right, my next, else? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. What else you got? My next one kind of goes along with some of the others, but it's, uh, it's that person that thinks they're a reporter or thinks that like they're entitled to information. It's what's going on officer. Yeah. Like they, they always want to know, be in the know of what's, what's happening. Right. Like, well, you know, there's a dead child in the house over there and we're searching for the suspect and you know, like we're not going to give you that information. Yeah. You know, if, if, if we felt you were at a safety concern, we would make sure to let you know. We would evacuate you. Yes. Yes. Do you know what information we will give them though? What do, what do you got? We will. Um, I'm not saying that this has ever happened before, but when someone asked me that question, no, let me rephrase that. When <laughs> someone asks that question, every now and again, an officer might say shark attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works so well when you're in a landlocked area and yes. the looks that you get when you drop <laughs> shark attack so, is just priceless. All right. So since that one's pretty comical and nothing too severe and i don't know if anybody would really legitimately get i aid for that i would like our listeners to if you get the opportunity to throw in shark attack one time record yourself doing it oh well well it, okay I mean, just, I, just the audio we don't want to see the video i just I, want to be able to throw a shark attack on audio on our podcast one so time. so now you're fucking throwing me under the bus here i have no. to uh I do have to give a caveat to that. You might get a complaint and oh. depending on who the douchebag IA sergeant is, you may or may not get investigated. <laughs> Jesus. See, and that's the petty bullshit that we're talking about. Well, right I don't there. think I don't think it was a full-on IA, but when you have a situation where the media is called and they want information, and you tell him it was a shark attack. Uh, and that the shark has been dispatched. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't go over very well. So I'm gonna just just be careful with who you're saying it to. Jesus. <laughs> I, that's funny. I don't Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Am I up? Is it my turn? It's your remember. turn. Yeah, oh. let's get off of this one as yeah, quick listen. as we can. <laughs> Run. Stop smoking. Get off of here. All right. So my the next one is is the wonderful uh person that you are probably more than likely going to be arresting tells you to take the badge off. Oh you know, yep. Yeah, and throw down. Yep. You know what? As a police officer, you're just sitting there going, Oh, I would absolutely love to take this badge off and get in a fight with you. 100%. I feel like you're fucking gearing a lot of these to me right now. Like, oh. like how do we get a guy fired? <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not going to say that and there I, were certain deputies that have done that to inmates. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, that not, so. Not you, though, because I've no. been around you and I know you would never do that. I, well, I so I literally have not done that that I can recall on the street. Um, the w at county, though, there were a few times where and you have to gauge it right there. This might be a, a emotionally disturbed person 
or someone who really is ready to fight. You know what I mean? Yep. But a lot of them are just show. And if you can tell they're just show, I've definitely seen a deputy a time or two take that fucking badge off and put it in his pocket. <laughs> Go, okay, what now? Yeah. What are we going to do now? What? Yeah. You know what? That dude, does the suspect ever actually end up getting into a fight after the badge comes off? Well, but the thing is, so on the street, it's always after they're in cuffs. Right. Yeah. I don't know that. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever once heard a person out of cuffs. They take that badge off and see what happens. No. Yeah. No, I don't think I have either. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, my next one is I was robbed, which 95 <laughs> to 98% of the time, it's not robbery. You may have been, someone may have stolen from you. Your car may have been burglarized, mm -hmm. but yeah, about 98% of the time it was not a robbery. And on yeah. top of that, the two of the two percent where it was a robbery, about ninety-nine percent of those is a drug deal gone bad. Absolutely. Yep. <clears throat> well, no, and, and Grant oh go ahead. I think that, you know, when you're saying that I was robbed, I think there's there's a obviously a, a misunderstanding of the difference in, in law, at least in the state that we right. work in. So right. Well <clears throat> and I was gonna say we are, you know, smaller area. So I'm sure if you're talking your Baltimore's or your New York cities, people are probably getting robbed all the time. But around here, it's usually a cold car burglary or a cold theft. Yeah. Or a drug rip. Or a drug rip. Yep. All right. So the next one I have is the wonderful one that has really developed in the past couple of years. And that is fuck 12. And yeah, I may have had the response of one time of just saying, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And the look on the face of another person <coughs> was like, would he just say that? That is the best comeback that you can provide because you know what? They have no response for that after that. No. Point. Well, and so to add to that one, have you ever had the, I fucked your wife last night? Yeah. Yeah. That one's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. The response to that being, well, did you please her? Because I haven't been able to in a while. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> that pretty much shuts them down right away. <laughs> oh no! Oh, now, now I'm thinking of the Kevin Hart. Oh no! Oh no! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Honey, if you're listening, you know it's all fun and games. <laughs> it's all a joke. Right. <laughs> My so next have, one. Oh, yeah, go you ahead. Have a longer list than I. Have. I had. I had quite. A, if this was a Letterman top ten, we're doing two episodes. Wow! Because I, so. I have. I will let you know. I have uh, like one left. Okay. Um, and that one isn't really even pertaining to it. It's more just kind of a what not to say type thing. Okay. Well, let yeah. me, I'll, I'll start rambling some of mine off and we'll go from there. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. All right. So my next one is, do you know officer so-and-so? Yeah, that's and a good one. Generally it's like, Hey, I've got a friend who works two States over as a police officer. Do you know him? <laughs> yeah. Let like, me just drive over to, yeah. you know, Texas and we'll, we'll find that guy and, I'm best friends with him now. Yeah, bro. I've got Facebook and I don't know every cop in the country. Like what? what the, <laughs> go somewhere else. <laughs> like, you couldn't think of another way to open up a conversation with me. Like anything else. That's the icebreaker, man. They're trying to get them on common ground with you. Yeah. So that I'm buddy, buddy with them. Right. Like, right. like, Oh, by the way, I've also got six pounds of weed out in my car. Please don't arrest me. Cause I know officer so-and-so. Right. Yeah, no, or on the, well, works. on the flip side of that, it's usually someone that, they they don't realize they don't want to be associated with yes right yep. like like uh 
certain lieutenant who may be using a VPN to listen to this right now. Oh. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> yeah. Let's skip to the next one. <laughs> okay. I was going to run with that, and then I was like, no, nah, I better not. Run with it. No, I'm good. We're good. Run with it, you That's pussy. For, that's for a later episode. Okay. All right. So my next one is, hey, uh, this one time I got pulled over, and then it proceeds into a conversation of what you know as a police officer to be about half the information, and them wanting to know, like, if they were legally justified and if this cop was corrupt and, like, how they get out of it, and it happened six years ago. <laughs> yeah. You cannot formulate an opinion on that matter in that amount of time. Well, the only opinion that I formulated is I'm sitting there going, yeah, you probably did what the cop said you did. Exactly. And the story you're giving me is bullshit. Yeah, you're really just wasting your breath when you do that because, you know, we may hear you out, uh, but we're not going to change our uh, our idea on what occurred. Unless it was a lieutenant listening in. No, wait, 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 what? Oh, How does this keep popping up? <laughs> then maybe we will listen to you. Um, <laughs> And take everything under advisement. <laughs> Privet. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. The next one being you're sitting that you're well, you're going to the bathroom, you're sitting down for lunch, and it's, hey, man, I saw you, and I thought I'd report this crime that happened two months ago. Yep. That that drives me nuts. Well, and then they get upset because you can't do anything about it. You're like, I mean, that that I have no evidence at this point to do anything right. with that. Or again, it happened in the next town over. Go there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The jurisdictional area, like the first question, where did this actually occur? Well, I just feel like uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton on Bad Santa. <laughs> I'm on my fucking lunch break, okay? I'm on my fucking lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> I will not talk to you right now. <laughs> uh, the next one is, have you ever shot somebody? Yes. You had that one before? Yeah, I've had that one before. Yeah. That that one is uh, it, it's kind of hard to answer because a lot of times those, that's kids. Those are little kids mm-hmm. that ask you that. Mm-hmm. It's like, why why would a kid ask me that? I get some of the weirdest questions from kids. Yeah, I had uh, a kid ask me one time if I was able to train my dog to bite a guy in the balls. Nah, <laughs> how old was like, this kid? Like an eight year old kid. Yes, like not much older than my kids. That is hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you watching? Oh, where man. are your parents right now? gone well yeah i'm raising myself yeah or like have you ever tased someone in the balls yes like are you watching the hangover that's hilarious right right i would pay to see that i mean honestly i think that'd be hilarious i've I've heard of a recent incident where somebody did get tased in the balls it was a video it's pretty funny really yeah i'm gonna have to find it so we can uh, play it obviously not around here oh i uh it was pretty close Oh really? Yeah, not 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 in our agency. Yeah, I've I've seen. I'm I'm totally yeah. lost. I'll have to. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll dig it up. Uh, I'll ask the person who I uh, was able to view it, and uh, see if I can't get it, and and if I can show you. Well, so, I know that. I mean, I, we've we've got a story at our agency of someone getting tased in the balls. That was a long time ago. Yeah, no, this one's recent. This one's like uh, within the last month. Was it so, the same as ours, where it was like totally? Like the cop was aiming correctly, and then just that bar went haywire. Yes, I, I believe so. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so yeah, for citizens out there that don't know, tasers will do that every now and again. Where when they come out of the cartridge, the the barbs will go kind of wherever they want to go. Really, 
Yeah. So they're not supposed to. They're supposed to be your your little distance there. But right. Yeah. Right. Shit happens like anything else. <laughs> yeah. Very much. Uh, like if you're listening to some of you. No. Wait. God damn it. <laughs> is that our new thing? <laughs> yeah, I, is that, that going to be the title of this episode? I it just, might be. Oh. Uh, my next one is. I've heard this just a couple of times, but it's I bet you use those cuffs when you go home, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's the sick perverted dude that's like trying to like peek in everybody's windows. Well, <clears throat> the the answer Weird. to that is no, I've got my own set of cuffs at home. I don't want fucking suspect germs on the people that I'm using these on. Yeah, because that that is fucking gross. That is gross. That is the, yeah. There's no amount of hand sanitizer to to cover that. No, um, and you know, just to kind of make this a little gross episode you know if you've ever been on a call where somebody says that and you've uh you know like me had to deal with somebody who has managed to shit themselves oh. and have the cuffs on and then decides to play with it and gets all your cuffs oh yeah man that's a story for another day and we will cover that but that is fucked up a and B, you just my, my cuffs went into the trash i was gonna say did you just toss those fuckers fuck yes dude what are you gonna do with that? Uh, yeah, there's no, there's no coming back from that. You could wash that, bleach that. Your the thought process there is, is that shit's on there. It's in the, it's in the grooves. It's in the freaking key. You know the the yeah uh, the lock. Oh, officer, why are you putting those gloves on before you arrest me? Uh, that's for my own protection. <laughs> Tell somebody that those cuffs last week had shit on them. <laughs> that's what you um, get. Well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe, maybe if you'd been nice, you would have got the clean cuffs. <laughs> Vindictive. <laughs> to that, to that, I've had uh, this is I've heard this going into a bar. People are usually pretty hammered, and it's usually like a bridal shower or something stupid like that. But ooh, frisk me! Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, you go ahead and go frisk yourself. Right, or or they think that you're part of the uh, the village people, and you know you're the. You're the officer in the YMCA group. You're going, well, I've never you're had going. that. Well, that I showed up to the uh, you know the the one of the bars in the area. Me and another officer for a bar check. Um, yeah, might have been Halloween. Yeah, and there was a lot of confusion. You see, that's <laughs> the general rule on Halloween. You don't do bar checks. Well, see, and I was a rookie then, and so was the other officer, and we were really just trying to get out and see uh, who we could probably arrest. Yeah, you know, all motivated, you know, all that stuff. So. Well, I had one. It was on April Fool's Day. I caught a couple of kids at a park basically doing what kids do at a park, right? Uh, um, nothing illegal, but I'm <laughs> I'm trying to get a hold of the mom. Like, hey, you got to come pick your daughter up. And I'm telling her, like, hey, this is Officer Turk from, you know, the blank police department. And we just caught your daughter banging a dude. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> we, need, we need you to come pick her up. And the mom was like, oh, real funny, April Fool's. And I'm like, I'm no, serious. I need you to come out here. And it was like a 10 minute conversation of like, no, I'm not kidding around. Call our dispatch and like they'll verify. Oh my God. So, so uh, when that mom got there, did you have to do a abuse report as well? No, no. Well, <laughs> I've had that before, but uh, not on this particular call. I've, I've watched a mom. That might be a good story for another one too, but I've watched a mom thump a kid. Yeah. Yeah, so no, we're not frisking you unless you're under arrest, and don't flatter yourself. Right. But the next one that I get a lot is, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen? Mm-hmm. We've we've covered that. It's fighting a naked guy high on meth. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty wild. Not generally age-appropriate when you're doing a presentation at a school. No, 
No. But, you know, for shits and gigs, maybe just tell them. <laughs> yeah, well, see the anarchy that happens within a classroom? <laughs> oh, that was my dad. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Does he have a VPN? <laughs> oh, jeez. Anywho. Why, why, why do you think, back to the VPN, you know, you pick Russia? Well, yeah, well, I mean, it's a hot button topic right now. I don't know. I, I guess. Uh, and, and again, listen, if there is a Russian dude listening to us right now or girl, we very much welcome your viewership and we apologize, but we're also cops. We are paid to investigate things and sometimes shit just doesn't add up. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> if you if you are a viewer from Russia, reach out to us on one of the socials and we'll verify that. Bingo. But next one is along the lines of I'm getting out of this charge. You never read me my rights. Yes, the old Miranda warning trick. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, like uh, I didn't need to do that because I saw you on camera stealing or beating some dude up. Like, yeah, I have, I have no fucking questions for you. Yeah, I, yeah, I so I was, I was training a new guy, and we had an OWI, and the guy was trying to school us on constitutional rights, and the new guy and I have about twenty five years combined experience, and we just toasted this guy. It was fucking beautiful. Don't you it love was when beautiful. that happens? Yeah. Like, you, you get somebody who's all elevated and they're trying to spew all this shit and you're like, no, this is how it is. Well, like when you're like, uh, you're referencing the Fifth Amendment, not the Fourth Amendment. So, yeah. Or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, go back to I, law school. That's good. Well, it's going to look real good when his lawyer gets a hold of him and is like, we got nothing here, dude. This is over. Um, next one is why don't you catch the real criminals? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, basically meaning I'm guilty and just take me to jail. Yes, that's the exact. That's the you know key to the jail right there. Is everybody says it. Right. And, and you're just like their their last destination is the jail. Yep. Like you just caught me with thirty pounds of heroin. Yeah. Why don't you catch the real criminals? So we talked about paying salary and taking that badge off. Okay, here's one. I only had a couple beers. <laughs> That's what everybody says. <laughs> yeah, right. Again, basically meaning just take me to jail. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm not here to give legal advice, and this is not legal advice, but I mean, if you're going to get pulled over and you're intoxicated, you're better off probably saying you had eight. <laughs> like, yeah. Like in all yeah. reality. Like, that's just a cue for us. Too, yeah. Is not. Right. Like, okay, they're, they're drunk. They're guilty. Even if you like, only had two, you're better off saying you had more than two. <laughs> right. How about, do you know who I am? Yep. Like, well, I'm going to find out when you give me that license. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, I don't. (laughs) No, but we all are, and you are probably going to be on the police blotter. Everybody else is going to know what you did. Do you know who you are? Yeah. Are you inebriated right now? Do you even have a clue who you are? I'll have your badge for this. Sure. Yeah, bro. Bring it back polished, because... In the 12 years of doing this, no one has ever taken my badge. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll have your badge for this. This isn't uh, fucking like Reno. Like, I'm not going to get called into the captain's office and like, give me your badge and your gun. That's good. The the next one being, hey, man, what kind of gun is that? What kind of gun do you carry? Yeah, that, that question gets asked quite frequently. I mean, well, it's... But then it gets usually preceded with, oh, yeah, I shoot guns all the time, and I've got this and this and this. And it's like, 
if you really were a gun enthusiast, you would know what a Glock is. Like, right. you wouldn't it's have to the ask. most common fucking gun in the world. Yeah, you wouldn't have to ask any questions. I only got a couple left, actually. So the one was kind of along the lines of, like, I didn't do it, but the don't shoot. Like, like not protesting, but, like, you walk into a bar and everyone, they yeah. throw their hands up, don't shoot. Like, motherfucker, if I could, I probably would. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> so... Um, my last one, you said your last one is kind of a, more of a suggestion. Yeah. Like a public service announcement. I wonder if it's the same one as mine then. Oh shit. All right. Well you go with yours and we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Well, so what I always hate is when you're, you're out in public and the parent leans down to their kid and listen, little, listen, little Johnny, if you don't do this, I'm going to have that cop over there arrest you. Yeah, that is mine as well. Was it? Yeah, I think this is a this is a huge one because it's happening more frequently. Yes. And no, maybe you should be a better parent. Yeah, I'll straight up. I'll. Yeah. I, I have no filter when this pops up. Like yeah, it's not our job to raise your kids. Nope. It's more like, listen, Karen, I'll arrest you because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put a bad thought in little Johnny's head so that he's too afraid to come seek me out when he's in trouble. Right. You know, that has, that has happened for generations now. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the problem. Right. You know, as you know, we're there to help you not, not, uh, not take your kids to jail. That's ridiculous. I hate, I actually hate that. I hate that one. That's why it was my last one. And, and well, it uh, sounds like, yeah, my last one too. I made, I made it my last one on purpose. So it's, it's frustrating. I think, I think that it's led so much to the, like, I ain't no snitch or like, I'm not telling you shit. Like, when you start embedding that stuff into a kid when they're three, four, five, six, seven years old, why would they come to talk to us and help us out? Why would they come seek us out when they're in trouble? They're not going to because they're afraid of us yep. because mom and dad scared the shit out of them when they were younger. And ultimately they're hurting their community uh, moving forward. And the, you know, the community of their children when they have children, it's a, it's a ripple effect. Yeah. Well, and, and more often than not, I'll, I'll tell them like, no, I'm not going to arrest you little Johnny. Like you have to commit a crime first, and in this county, it probably ain't getting fucking processed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> uh, that's too sad. That was that was it though, man. That was my list. Yeah, that's mine as well. Uh, I hope that brings some uh, some enjoyment to our listeners because I thought that was pretty funny. There's a lot of good ones in there, and everybody's heard them. Like, you know. <laughs> If you haven't heard them, you haven't been doing the job long enough, which is like an, over a day. <laughs> so Right. Yeah. If you haven't heard at least two of those and you've been on and you're out of FTO, then get out of your car and go do something. Because like I said, I think that it's pretty generally known all across the country. And I'd be willing to bet in other countries also yep. that the same shit is said all the time. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's just one of those things. So. But, but they're funny. I take I actually laugh at most of them to be honest with you, uh, except for obviously the last one. But most of them to me, when people say shit like that, it's just so comical. Yeah. Like, wow, you can't come up with anything else. You got to roll your eyes at first, and then yeah, you laugh a little bit. I think we're gonna leave it at that. It was a pretty good episode. A little more lighthearted than the past couple. Yeah. Um. Real, real quick. Uh, yeah. I think you maybe want to do an episode of prepping just in case the shit over there decides to take off. Yeah, we could do a prepping episode. Yeah, I mean that's a big deal. So some of us are a little more versed in that than others, I think. So that would be good. Yeah. Yeah, we may have to throw in a guest on that one, possibly. <laughs> so. Oh, I know who you're thinking of. Yeah, 
yeah. see, if, uh, see if that guy wants to, wants to I mean, come I, and give us a little advice. I think we could cover it ourselves. And then especially after throwing a certain person under the bus this last episode, <laughs> well, we might yeah. have to do it ourselves. We'll see. We'll see. So we are, we are fully expecting now an email or a Facebook message from a Russian. And it had better not be some chick in a bikini that has no friends and no pictures on Facebook. It had better be a legit Russian. <laughs> yeah. Not today, so. ISIS. <laughs> not today, second floor. <laughs> oh, fuck. I say that all the time. It's the, you know, not today. Today's not, not today. Not today. Nope. Otherwise, I think, uh, like I said, I'm going to go in and patch in that letter when I can actually project my voice and read the letter. It's a little bit longer. I got nothing else at this point, though. So everyone out there, please reach out to us. Please follow us. Facebook is Spinning Our Gears or at Spinning Our Gears. We have actually increased membership there. I want to say like 20% over the last week, which is awesome. Instagram is Spinning Our Gears. And Swagger, do you want to take a shot this week at what uh, what Twitter is? Twitter is Spinning Our Gear. Leave Not the S off. Close. Oh. What do you got to put at the beginning of it? At. At spinning at our gear. Spinning our gear. Leave the S off. Don't <sighs> if anyone wants to co-host this show with me, please reach out. <laughs> well, so the real ironic part is I'm almost thinking we're going to close our Twitter because we have four followers, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. And Twitter could just be absolutely spamming us. I mean, let's be real. I didn't. I, I guess I thought Twitter was still a thing, and it was just something I didn't use. And then uh, <laughs> we've had this thing going for two months now, and we've got four followers on Twitter. Yeah, I think uh, Twitter might be a sinking ship. I think you're right. Possibly on fire, and people are jumping off the side. So you might not have to memorize that much longer. Yeah, we'll, we'll go where uh, we'll go where our viewers want us to be. So absolutely. <clears throat> And if that's if that's recording through a VPN, we'll yeah. record through a VPN. And, and, and no, we're not going to go get on Pornhub. So, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, we're gonna leave, we're gonna stay off that network. Um, so yes, other other than other than that one. Again, I said like I said at the beginning, ladies, don't go falling in love. We're taken. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, everybody stay safe. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Privacy's your right. So come with me to Discount City and grab yourself this deal. Save 70% to the first month free. Better believe.